It's Friday, July 9th. I'm Rudy. Not sure where Madison, Wisconsin is? Look on a political map. It's the tiny little blue ball inside the giant red state. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. Every day, 9.45 a.m., we go live on Instagram. Today on the show, Street of the Week. Plus, it's Friday, so we go one rant for the road. Oh, but first, let's say hi to some people. What's up, Oopty? Jules, good morning. Hello, Charm. What's up, Dana? Bellamy Jack, what up? Happy Friday to you, too. Everybody's looking chipper this morning. Mira, nice to see you. What's up, Wyatt? Speaking of Wisconsin, be driving through your neck of the woods. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, heading down to um, heading down to Madison uh, tomorrow afternoon. Uh, I got a hoity-toity room at the concourse, which if you don't know, uh, nobody goes to during the summertime, so they can get rooms for like 100 bucks. Uh, I didn't realize this super, super hoity-toity place. Um, one of these places that put like they put like a mint on the pillow when guests arrive, which is far more chocolate than any motel I've ever stayed at has ever left in a. Uh, uh, yeah, why is this fancy hotel in downtown? How I got it for a hundred bucks off of Orbitz, I don't know, but that's where I'm going. So, what's up, Ben Galley? Ben Galley? Ben Galley? Ben Galley? Hi, Jamie. Man, everybody's up. Adam this morning. Morning, Scooter. Yeah, uh, heading down there, because I've said this many times about many of people who do many of it, uh, many different styles of entertaining. Sometimes it's okay to just be a fan. Like, why not just have something that you're super into, you know? Whether it be sports, whether it be music. Uh, for me, like, I just like going down and checking out uh, stand-up comedy. I've never been to comedy on state before, which I've heard so many good things about. But I'm heading down there to go see a guy I'm a big fan of. He doesn't come around to the Midwest very often. His name is Sam Morell. I think I may have played a clip on this show w- with him before, but I don't know. Here you go. Check him out. My uncle just got his divorce finalized. My mom called. She's like, you need to send him a card. I don't think Hallmark makes that card. <laughs> What would that car look like? Just a dude sitting in a studio apartment smiling? (laughs) You open it up, it says, we didn't like her either. (laughs) She sucked. They make the easy cards, Hallmark. Happy birthday, happy happy anniversary, the easy to articulate cards. It's never a difficult card. Uh, Here's a a card I'd like to see. Just a picture of Darth Vader shrugging. You open it up, it says, turns out I'm not your father. I ran into my biological father recently. I told my friend, he was like, is your biological father a good person? And I was like, if he were, I probably would not refer to him as my biological father. <laughs> Most people say dad. <laughs> I look exactly like him. I show my friend a picture. He was like, oh my God, it's like you guys were separated at birth. We were. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the cool dad when I was a kid. My friend's dad would smoke weed with us, and I was like, this guy is cool, you know? Now that I'm older, it turns out he is not cool. <laughs> turns out he's a grown man that did drugs with children, so <laughs> quite as, the opposite. As you can tell by some of his material, obviously, that's why I connect with him so well. But yeah, it should be a good time. I haven't been to Wisconsin in forever, it feels like, and 
Uh, I'll be down there on Sunday for a little while, and I was considering going to Milwaukee to go watch the Bucks. But Jesus, you're wondering why I'm wearing the the Brewers hat today, and knocking out the blue and yellow lights instead of the green and yellow lights. Well, it's because Jesus Christ. I don't know if you guys watched that game last night. Giannis Antetokounmpo was the only guy who decided to even think about maybe even considering coming to come play that game last night. It was unbelievable. Ah, frustrating. So, I don't know. Bucks are down 2 nothing. Deer District looks like it'd be a lot of fun, but... Ah. Uh, I got a text this morning. You gonna talk about the, 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 the Bucks? Eh. I just don't know if I got it in me today. Damn. Ah. Uh, let's see. Jana, dude, you got the best laugh. I've had to change my laugh a couple of different times. Because I kind of, when I was younger, I kind of had this like... <laughs> kind of laugh and then this dude by the name of Howie stole it. He started laughing exactly like me so I then had to change my laugh which is now in, turned in, it's sort of a conglomerate of a couple of different laughs that I've had to put together. It's the weirdest goddamn thing but it is a thing like people just latch on to it like my I got an uncle I don't know if you guys have ever you know gone down south or hung out with people who have accents but eventually you will start picking up what other people say like we got some relatives from South, south Carolina and when they come up, they do the whole, um, uh, they do the whole, like, uh, well, you come on down to South Carolina, get yourself a pretty little Southern Belle. And then when they come around, I got relatives. Next thing you know, like, they have a weird Southern accent. Like, why are you picking this up and talking like people you've never talked like before? Dude, I don't... Let's do you, please. Uh, what's up, Michael? Nice to see you. Uh, it's Jan, not Jane. Oh, sorry, Jan. I apologize. Good morning, Elizabeth. Hi, Gina. Uh, yeah, so uh, looking forward to uh, to Madison. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been before, but it is literally like when they talk about like a tiny little blue ball inside of a giant red state. It is the most goddamn liberal city I've ever been to in my life. I love it there. It is filled with nothing but like hippies and potheads and, you know, tie dye and just like free love and everybody like that was like one of the original places I mean, I know we talk a lot about Colorado and Oregon, but Madison, Wisconsin was like one of the original places that if you had less than just like a small uh, amount of weed, I think it was like, I don't know what it was. You know, if you had like a tiny jar filled with weed, you could legally have it inside your house in Madison, Wisconsin. And they did that because Madison was like one of the hubs back in like the 60s and 70s that was doing a ton of marijuana testing. And that's kind of where, you know, that hippie vibe came from was because uh, they were passing this stuff out to students and letting them, you know, sort of like take it all in and then come back with like some research. So legally they had to make it, you know, hey, I was doing this for, you know, school reasons. And they completely let it fly. Like that was the craziest thing. I don't think they've, I think they've sort of banned it now. I don't know if it's still legal. I mean, it's been forever since I've been to Madison, but, um, uh, back in the day we used to go down there and I don't know if you've ever been, it's the greatest concept of a restaurant. I can't believe there are more of these, why they weren't franchised. I don't know, but there was a place and I'd only gone there one time and it's all I needed because I never wanted to ruin the experience ever again, but it was a place called Bennett's Smut and Eggs. And it's exactly what you think it is. There's no 
you know, there's no sugar coating it. You would walk in, you would order an omelet and a side of toast. And then there was like nine TVs filled with triple X pornography. And that was, yeah. And you just, you'd get a Bloody Mary, you'd hang out, you'd watch a little bit of porn, you'd eat an omelet. And it was completely 1000% like, fine. Like, yeah, just roll on in, you know. Um, it was filled with like, mostly... There, was, there wasn't like, you know, mid-40s soccer moms hanging out in this place. It was mostly, if you can believe it, college kids and then a couple of old creepy dudes. But if you look it up, I mean, it is, yeah, for sure. Uh, sounds like a good time. Hell yeah, it sounds like a good time. <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, we had gone there one night. I think I was down, uh, we went to go see like Rob Zombie. And I think it was Rob Zombie and Ozzy. At whatever the is it the Alliant Energy Center that's in Madison, but either way, um, we went down, caught the show, and then the next morning got up, and uh, that was also the night. I think I may have told this story before that I got a friend of mine back in the day, and he was like a, an acquaintance really, and he was from Wisconsin. He come he used to hang out in Lacrosse. He was going to school there for a while, and he met this gal. Uh, Jan, is it still there? No, I, sadly, I do believe that it is closed now. I don't think it's open anymore. They may have shut it down, I think, within the last, like, maybe like three, four years. Um, but uh, we had a friend of ours that uh, was living in lacrosse, and he used to go to shows, and he had this, the biggest crush on this gal who was like, you know, he, over the moon for this girl. And all he did was ever like talk about her. Every time we all got together, he was always like, you know, trying to text her. Hey, do you want to come hang out with us? And she, she always sort of like pushed him away. Like I'll keep you close. Cause you're probably going to help me with some homework. Cause you're a smart guy. But you know, for the most part, eh, we're good. And then one night the band Everclear comes to town, you know, I will buy you a new house, father of mine, sparkle and fade. And he gets tickets for the show. They're, they sell out. You can't get them. Turns out she's a big fan of the band. And he says, hey, I got an extra ticket. Do you want to come? And she's like, absolutely. So he thinks in his mind, he's like, oh, finally, I'm turning a, a corner with this gal. Finally, we're going to get a chance to be able to uh, to hook up. And um, uh, let's see, Emily went to Madison years ago. They had the best steakhouse ever. Don't know if it's still there. Eh, I don't I only stick stick around to State Street, you know, just some of the breweries and some of the places. I'm not sure about like the outskirts, but. Uh, but anyway, um, so we are, um, we're hanging out and they go to the show and he is not really paying attention to the band. He's more so paying attention to her. She is definitely not paying attention to him and is paying attention to the band. And then later that night ends up going back to the bus with one of the dudes in the band and that our friend, I'm not going to mention names, but our friend loses his mind. He's just like beside himself. He's like, you've got to be goddamn kidding me. Like, I've tried so hard with this gal and nothing. And finally, I get an in and then she literally gets an in from that guy. What the F? <laughs> so years later, uh, the night we went to that Ozzy show, he was with us and he uh, Everclear came on. And I think it might have, may have been the night before Halloween. And uh, we... Uh, we were at the, at this house party and next thing you know, man, just like 
that Everclear comes on and he loses his goddamn mind. Uh, Jan, original members. Yeah, I mean, you can prob- probably put two and two together, you know. Um, but that, yeah, he uh, he lost his goddamn mind and like freaked out and was like, I don't want to fucking ever hear Everclear again. And we were like, okay, dude, never the fuck mind. Which now it started reminding me about, you guys ever been to Halloween in Madison? Like a Madison Halloween, dude. That is, that's the, that's the place. That's, oh, Jesus Christ. That place is absolutely bonkers. So years ago, uh, a couple of guys who listened to this podcast and uh, good friends of ours, uh, Jeff and Hydro, years ago, because Jeff is, uh, Jeff has got to be six, four, six, five, maybe. I am all of five foot, six and a half. We went as Green Giant and Little Sprout for Halloween. And when when we showed up downtown Lacrosse, uh, giant man in all green feathers, uh, green leaves. Me I had like a little pumpkin thing on my head. We uh, we went around to all these like Halloween parties in downtown Lacrosse, which is just like I mean, dude. I mean, I know everybody talks about like wanting to go to New Orleans and checking out, you know, um, checking out, you know, like all the bar. I'm telling you, don't. Screw all that. Go to Lacrosse, Wisconsin. I mean, best bars per capita, hands down. So, uh, we won like all these costume contests, these quarter barrel parties, and all that stuff. So the next night uh, is actually the night of Halloween, which is just chaos, man. I mean, you guys talk about the Purge. You watch those those movies. It's got nothing on Halloween night in Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, Gina asked, "Do you have pictures?" We don't. There were some. I don't know what happened to them. I don't know who's got them. I have searched all of my belongings and cannot find them anywhere. So I, I don't know what to tell you, but I would love to be able to find <laughs> those pictures. So the next night, uh, my uh, my now brother-in-law, but back then my friend, Hydro, says, hey, uh, Huvi and I, Jeff, are going to go down to Madison. Do you mind if I borrow your little sprout outfit that you worked I mean, it took Jeff and I hours to hand cut all the leaves and staple them onto shirts. And I'm like, absolutely. Yeah, go for it, dude. I'm never going to wear this thing again. So they take this thing down to Madison, Wisconsin. They go down, partying it up, going to all the bars. And uh, Hoovy walks out of a bathroom and he starts talking to these girls. And some dude comes walking by and he's like, he's like, ladies, don't talk to don't talk to Green Giant. And he's like, what what the hell are you talking about? Why? What? And he goes, uh, he goes, he wiped his ass with one of those leaves because I went into the bathroom and Green Giant took a shit and there wasn't any toilet paper. So he wiped his ass with one of those leaves and then Hoovy just knocked him out. <laughs> That's an honest to God true story. I mean, I obviously I didn't hear it first. I wasn't there, but I got it all secondhand. But yeah. Uh, Green Giant wiped his ass with a leaf and then got called out on it and then knocked some dude out cold in a bar. Because, hey, man, we've talked about this before. Don't be sharing stories, you know? Don't be that guy. Don't be that dude who posts that picture of Michael Phelps with the bong. No. You don't call other dudes out, man. There's a code to it. (laughs) Yeah, I will... uh, I'll search high and low for those pictures. I don't know what the hell happened to him, but Jesus Christ, it was... Yeah, man, that was one for the ages. You know, you know when you can tell, you can just see a story starting to unfold and you can tell like the night we went out and had the whole getups on, it was just, it was one stupid, ridiculous thing after another. So to take that entire getup and head on down to Wisconsin, um, down to Madison, dude, obviously something ridiculous was about to happen. All right. What do you say we do it? I know why you guys are here on a Friday. It's for straight of the week. 
Today's street of the week has seen more dirty money than a New Orleans strip club. Named after the last thing you'd want to hit while driving, this street hits you where you feel it most. In your wallet. If you're lucky enough to rub elbows with the thousands of America's 1%, make sure you're wearing a designer suit from Cumberbunce, the only suit that gives off an aroma of bun cake. Today's street of the week, New York City's own Wall Street! There you go. That's why you guys come here on Fridays. You got to do street of the week, right? <laughs> Hi, Ella. Hi, Shelly. Uh, what's up, everybody? Yeah, the uh, uh, I've never been. I was thinking about it the other day. Never been to uh, Wall Street before. Never been. I mean, I've been through New York. Kind of drove on the the outside of it, like the north part of the city, but never really got into it. But uh, I don't know, man. Like, I'd love to go down and like check out the Comedy Cellar and Caroline's and you know Gotham. Never been to any of those places, and I hear lovely things about the city. Obviously, if you can get you know get past the the smell of urine and stepping past homeless people constantly. But yes, if uh, you can get past all that, and then the millions of people that all live in the city, and the ridiculously high prices, and you know the subway system that has been overrun and filled with graffiti, and probably worse than the toilet seat that you were sitting on. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, let's see, Wall Street is a sight to see. Make sure you see the bull too. Yeah, I, I get it, man. Like these are all like, you know, everyone's like, you gotta see the Grand Canyon. I'm like, I don't know. I'd rather see CBGBs. I mean, it sounds great. I bet it's awesome. But I'd rather see like the iconic places that helped shape the bands and comedians that I love now. I'd much rather go see those places, you know. Uh, All right. So the other thing that we do on Fridays is one rant for the road only because it is Friday. Uh, We'd like to, you know, get out as much of the bad juju as possible before we uh, before we take off. We got the random noun generator up. Let's take a look. Give it a whirl. All right, speaker, 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 speaker. Uh, Doug Stanhope had an old bit about speaker. And, and the bit used to go, and this was way back in the day, but uh, his bit was, uh, the other day I blew a speaker in my car. Uh, luckily, he was a motivational speaker because even though my mouth tastes terrible, I'm feeling very positive these days. Um, I've always loved that joke. The other thing that people don't realize about um, about uh, about speakers is, you will you, you will put hundreds of maybe even upwards of thousands of dollars worth of stereo equipment in a piece of shit car that is nowhere near worth the amount of the stereo equipment that you put in. Now, when I was young, when we had these vehicles, like I had a 1987 Toyota Corolla. It was the biggest piece of shit on the planet, but it sounded amazing. Like, cause my dad, you know, he's like one of these like shystery, he'd go around, he'd buy old vehicles, he'd fix them up. And then he'd try to make a profit off of them, which is only like 400 bucks. It was like, what is your time worth my man? Jesus Christ. But uh, he would buy these things and then bring them home. And then I would go through the vehicles and see what was available. If it had like better speakers than what my vehicle had, hell yeah, I swapped that shit out. If it had a stereo that was much better than mine, I'd swap it all out. So by the time we got to the end of this thing, my vehicle sounded so goddamn, you could hear that thing like three blocks away. There was a couple guys in town who definitely had, because I just like, mine was like a Frankenstein audio system. You just kind of like pieced it together. Where some guys went out and just bought specifically like, oh my God, did you hear that Dave went down to Best Buy and they they installed a speaker system? Is Dave a millionaire? Is he a drug dealer? Is he, is he selling body parts? 
Is he whoring himself out on the weekends? What is Dave doing to get that amount of money? But they sounded great. And that was the thing about, and, every, and everybody, man, when you get in that car, like it sounded so goddamn good. Bush, 16 stone. Oh, that was the jam. That is what people would listen to. And uh, you would sync these things in. You'd spend hundreds, hundreds of hours. I, I, and I'm not, I'm not joking. It was like hours to try to figure it out because I didn't know what I was doing. Just pulling stuff out, piecing it together. You know, the red wire is supposed to touch the red wire, but when you get that, you get this weird hollow sound. So now you got to like take it off and you got to like connect it to the black wire. And oh, now the black wire works. It's just like it's trial and error. And sometimes you you, you get it to sound great. But it was like a huge pain in the ass just because you were super insecure about your piece of shit car. Like, you know, when you see people who are like every time I, I look at a guy who is like 60 pounds overweight, but he's got a kick ass watch and a nice haircut and drives a really kick ass car. I'm like, I don't know, dude, I think maybe you're using all of that stuff to cover up the fact that you are super unhealthy and that you are super insecure about it. So you use that as an outward way to be able to make up for the fact that you don't know how to get your life inside together. I mean, I know it it might seem like a stretch, but it's it's really not. You know, when you see somebody who's got on like an extra like, you know, 50 pounds, but their nails look pristine. It's like, I don't know, maybe you should take that money and eh, buy some salads. I'm just saying (laughs) like uh, Jan, I still drive a POS. There's nothing wrong with that. My vehicle is just right now, probably on the way to Madison is going to tip over 160,000 miles for sure. And I have no, it's paid off. It runs fine, knock on wood. Uh, but I have no intentions on ever selling that thing well before it's time. I'm just going to drive it into the ground and then have to buy another POS. Because it's just, the thing about it is a lot, especially when you're young, I get it. You want a car that is an extension of you. And when you're, you know, having the midlife crisis, you want something that it says to people, I am this person. But in the in-between stages, when you're like, I don't know, man, I got a couple of miles to feed and a mortgage to keep up with. You're just like, I don't give a shit. It's whatever it is. But the speaker, on the other hand, also, the other thing that people don't quite pick up on is there's two types of people in the world. People who love to speak in front of crowds and people who have absolutely no intentions on ever getting up and ever saying a word in front of a group of people. There's also like a little bit of a subgroup who... Uh, are on the side of, I will definitely get up in front of a crowd, but don't admit to how goddamn hard it is. And they get up and they completely suck, but never take a moment to like take a class on how to become a good orator or, you know, how do you write something? Like it is, it is the one of the biggest goddamn misconceptions of people who will get up in front of crowds is that, yeah, you just get up there and you, and you do it. You just do the thing. I don't know. I've had a lot of guys tell me, I'm just going to wing it. I'm just going to wing it. I'm just going to see what happens. I'm just going to wing it. And I'm like, dude, you should probably put something on paper. You are not as good as you think you are. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Trust me. You are not as good as you think you are. Uh, Jan, dang, mine has like 140. Do you say, does that say 14,000? Has like four. Your POS has 14,000 miles. Hmm. Unless it was a vehicle that was stashed away by some old grandma who only took it to the grocery store like once every three weeks. I don't know. POSs don't have 14,000 miles on them. I mean, maybe they do. I would just think you would probably have to be like like the 125, 130, you know? I remember when a vehicle would hit like 100,000 miles. You'd be like, oh my God, look at this rust bucket. 
140,000. There you go, Jan. 140,000. I was going to say 14,000. Unless you're inheriting that from an old biddy who hasn't driven it in months. That might be a tough putt. But 140,000? Yeah, no, I get that. Um, but uh, yeah, when um, when you would, uh, let's see, Gina, how about 181,000? Dude, good on you. See, that's the thing about these vehicles, man. Like, they go for way, way longer than what we used to have. You know, these used to go like, oh, it's high miles. It's 65,000. 65,000? Uh, let's see. I had somebody trained in a car with an original motor and 405,000 miles. Dude, that is like Al Bundy. That is up there, man. The Dodge when she rolled over a million miles on Married with Children. That was a feat. You don't see that nowadays. Because much like shoes and relationships, everything's so ubiquitous. It's so easy to replace everything nowadays, you know? And especially with like what they give out. Like, dude, for what it is with like cars... Uh, especially when it comes to the financing of them, what are you going to pay an extra 500 bucks over the course of like four and a half years? Dude, just get a loan and be done with it. You know, uh, Bellamy Jack in college, I bought a car with 215,000 miles, dude, point A to point B. Don't care how many miles that vehicle's got. As long as it can get you there, that's what it's worried about. That's what you should be worried about. You know, um, I mean, try to somewhat keep it clean, you know? I don't like dudes who like keep a super pristine car, but I also hate just like piles of garbage on the inside. You get in and it smells like fast food bags and stuff. You're like, dude, you could kind of maybe you have to drive around in this thing. Why are you keeping it like a trash compactor? Uh, Emily, we had to sell her car because her catalytic converter kept getting stolen off. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. I know they're like doing some things or like spray painting them or um, putting marks on the inside of it, I guess, to be able to if somebody steals it and they try to. I guess, turn it in for scrap metal. They can't because, yeah, it's a huge pain in the ass. But uh, let's see. Links. Nothing is made to last. TVs used to last 20 years. Now only seven. There's a couple of things out there that still will, but you got to buy quality. Like I got my uh, my love sack couch, my sectional, and that thing is built like a goddamn tank. Nothing will ever destroy that couch. Trust me. I've had we, we've tried. We've had, I mean, pillow fights and dogs and gymnasts and you know throwing kids and i'm telling you it is too that thing is built like i mean it is when you grab onto it you can like feel the quality of that couch is it expensive hell yeah will i keep that couch until the day i die dude you better dig a bigger hole next to me and throw the couch in it because i'm not giving that thing up uh olina there's a cage you can buy too that makes it harder to steal yeah isn't that sad that we're to that point I don't want to live in a world where I have to cage my catalytic converter because, you know, some freaking meth head is going to crawl underneath there and take it and scrap it for 25 bucks so that he can buy some drugs. I don't like living in that world. I don't like that world. Let's try to, you know, cut it off at the pass. Let's <laughs> hi, Kim. Hi, Carrie. Thank you guys so much for uh, joining the uh the live feed on Instagram, which if you are just joining, you can also find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. We go live every single day, 9.45 a.m. That's uh, that's on Instagram. It's just at Rudy underscore Povich. And once again, thank you guys so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. 
Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.